We are the Love Jays, and you're listening to Married Millennials. A conversation about being young, in love, and navigating life one student loan payment at a time. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. Let's get to it. Hello and thank you for tuning in to episode 94 of Married Millennials. We hope all of you guys had a fantastic weekend. This past Sunday, we dropped the fourth version of our weekly wellness newsletter. If you guys have not subscribed yet, you are missing out. I mean, you know, I think it's pretty good, (laughs) but I'm a little biased. Uh, So this week's challenge, staying true to letting you guys know what's going on through January, is to sit somewhere different. Uh, If you, let's say at home, you have a spot on the sofa that you always sit on, sit on the other side. If you at work always sit at a certain place for lunch, go sit somewhere different. It's just a way to switch things up and a way to keep things fresh, and you don't have to do too much to make that happen. All you have to do is simply sit somewhere different in the space that you already are frequenting. And in addition to sitting somewhere differently this week, the physical challenge is a 30-second plank. And I know some of you guys are like, okay, you guys might be losing your mind. First you have us doing push-ups, then you have us doing squats, now we're doing planks. Yes, we got we to gotta get your, your whole yeah. mind and body and spirit Wellness, right. And it's a challenge, so it's not supposed to be super easy. And then Joy is going to make it even more complicated. And she's like, if you already have a plank routine, you need to add an additional 30 seconds. Yeah. But Joy and I, when we go to the gym in the mornings, we do a minute and 45 second plank. Yeah. So the fact that we have to do two minutes and 15 second yes. plank is making me cry inside, but I'm also very excited for the challenge. But, it, you know, when you, whenever you're doing planks at the gym and your body starts it's to just shaking. to shake and move and then you look at the timer and you're like, okay, I got 20 more seconds. And that usually happens for me around the minute 30 mark. So I was like, okay, I got 15 seconds. I can power through. But now when I look at that minute 30 and I got an extra 45 seconds to get through, that's going to be a challenge. Yes, but gonna, your, your core be the thanks challenge. you. Yeah, I'm, and if you I, see us in the gym struggling this week, just know like our abs. Are, we're, yes, we're getting stronger, but we got a little. We got an extra thirty seconds. I love planks because they're non-evasive. You just you're just sitting there. You're in one position. You don't have to worry about constantly staying in the right position. If you're doing crunches, sometimes people are pushing their neck or they're not engaging their abs. Planks, you have no choice. You're engaged. Uh, They help strengthen your back, which is necessary because we still need a new mattress. (laughs) And I think the planks are, well, I know that the planks help me you know, not be all wobbly in the middle. No, I, I, I get it. I, yeah. I do like planks. That's the one thing I enjoy all the time. Although you can cheat on planks. People will do the form. We always do the forearm planks. There's different variations of planks. But you do the, when you're on your forearms, you can put your butt up to, you know, or stretch your back out and then come back into your plank. So you can definitely cheat with, with your planks. So your job is not to cheat. You no, got no, a 30-second plank this weekend. And again, if you already have a routine, you have to add 30 look seconds at it on top way. of it. this way. It's 30 seconds of your day dedicated to a stronger core. Or for us, it's two minutes and 15 seconds of our day dedicated to a stronger core. And then we have like a five-minute... Which kicks my ass every, every single time. Because Joy was a dancer. Yeah, so I'm just her, having fun with it, really. So every time core, we do it, I'm just like, yay. Her core strength is silly. <laughs> like it's, it's legitimately silly because she 
danced from her core for 20 plus years. Yeah. So we're in the gym. Oh, baby, you need to do this and do this. And I'm out here huffing and puffing, just trying to keep pace. And she's like, oh, no, this is easy. Oh, babe, you're not doing it. Stop. Stop, stop. Let me get my hack version <laughs> yeah. because I'm just trying to breathe and get through it. And I have gotten better, but there's nothing more demoralizing than going to the gym with someone who just kicks your ass in workouts. It's like when, you're, when you, you have that one friend who's just way stronger than you and you're on the bench press and you're lifting and they just dominate you and you just feel horrible about yourself. That's what it's like. You doing kick abs my ass on the stair stepper. I do dominate on the stair stepper. Oh my gosh. Stepper. I thought I, I was going to die. I've, I've done it a, a few times since, but like I'm not gung ho. About getting on that. That's thing. my jam. The, the elliptical and treadmill are overrated. For all the the gym the gymmers out there, it's, it go on and take the stair stepper. It it just changes everything because your quads work, your hamstrings get worked out, your calves get worked out. You leave in a full drenched sweat after thirty minutes. It's brilliant. It's the greatest machine as cardio machine in the gym, in my opinion. And if you guys are listening and you still have not subscribed to the weekly wellness newsletter, go ahead and, and get your life together and get that done this week. If you go to our Twitter page, it is pinned on our Twitter page and our, our Twitter handle is at the Love Jays. You'll see a link right there. Type in your email, your name, and you will get it. We will send the weekly wellness newsletter every Sunday. Mm-hmm. So we got 52 weeks this year. We're four down. We got 48 more to go. And it's not too late for you to get your life in 2018. Get your life. Oh, yeah. Is that, is that your new jam? Yep. Tone yeah. deaf and all. <laughs> yeah. Got you. Got you. It's not fair that I can't sing. It's really not. It's not fair that a lot of people can't sing. Right. But we still do it like anyway. Like everybody should have the gift, but some people should be exceptional at it. It would those, be nice. But, the, but then it's not guys. a talent. Okay. It's not a, it still is if you're exceptional. But I think everybody should at least be able to hold the tune. Like, it's rude that we can't even hold the tune. Not for real. No, it's not rude. There's, you don't feel it's, like it's, it's a not little... a talent. It, 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 singing is a talent. And if everybody can do it, it no longer becomes a but talent. But your vocal... And it no longer has the same effect and impact that it does now. I'm just saying your vocal cords are a muscle. I mean, it, it would be nice. Yes, it would be nice if we can all sing. But singing wouldn't have the same level of clout if everybody can do it. It's just like anything. Well, you know what? Then I'm not thinking about everybody. Yeah. If I could just have the gift, that I would be you. cool. I got you. And I'm with you. I would love yeah. to be able to sing a tune. You you know my heart. Is, I just is don't understand how we found each other and we both can't. Well, I would argue that 99% of the people in the world can't sing. Yeah. So there's a high no, likelihood. No, but you know, we've had, we've had friends post videos of them singing all of a sudden. And you're like, oh, wait, you've got a, you've got a good voice there. Now, they're not going to go off and become a superstar, but like, oh, you can sing. But again, I would, there, I would argue 98 plus percent of the people in the Whatever. world cannot sing. So there's a very strong likelihood that both two people in a relationship cannot sing. Well, I want to sing, damn it. All right. Okay. Stop hitting me with statistics. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, just, I Wish I may, wish I might. All we, right. We, we do things that other people can't do. You know, yes, I would like to have that talent, but right. that's not the way the, the, the cookie crumbles. I've got good abs. And it's all that's good. good. There you go. Strong abs. We had a bit of an interesting week last week because we visited Walt Disney World. It was so much fun. Did you enjoy yourself, babe? I did. It was a lot. I was ready to come home. Yeah. I was, it was a fun trip, though. We did it from, we were there, we took a red-eye Monday night. Mm-hmm. So we got there Tuesday, and then we flew back home on Saturday. So it was Saturday a fu- night. Saturday night. So it was a full weekend, and if you are planning to do a Walt Disney World trip, definitely give yourself four days. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt good after that Friday that we had seen everything. Even though we flew back Saturday night, we didn't end up going to a park because mm-hmm. A, we were exhausted. Mm-hmm. And B, we just had a good opportunity to explore 
all of the parks. Yeah. Like there's it's just a lot. Like it's I wasn't it's a lot. hurting to to visit anything else. I felt I felt good. I was like, okay, I've seen this. I've done this. We'll do it again in 10 years, maybe 12. <laughs> you keep I, saying 12 years. Like That's the most random number. I, we'll we'll be, come back in 12 years. I don't know. It feels right. Maybe, okay. maybe that's, was, that's the plan, and okay. I just secretly know. I don't know. I got you. Uh, but we went into it with the intention of being giant kids about the entire situation, and I think that we succeeded. But about halfway through the trip, I told Justin, or no, at the end of the trip, I told Justin, we were kids, but I started to feel my adulthood <laughs> somewhere in the middle there. Like, okay, I, don't, I just don't have the stamina. Also, <laughs> there's a ride. It's an Avatar ride. It's in Pandora. And the wait was two and a half hours. Yes. This is the one time we fought the entire time because Justin's like, we're going <laughs> to... We're going to wait this line, and I'm watching the time go up, and it's our first day there. So, you know, again, I we had decided we're going to be big kids. I wanted to just go ride rides. I just wanted to go have fun. I didn't want to wait in this two-and-a-half-hour line for this five-minute ride. Oh, I was mad. And then Justin was just like, okay, come on, we're getting out of line. And I stayed in line, and then you text me saying, it's a shame we can't even enjoy this. Yeah, she was wilding, like genuinely wilding. We are going to be here for four days. We we live in Southern California. Disneyland is very accessible. Yeah, it, it's from Los Angeles. It's what 30, 40 miles. Right, and we've gone to Disneyland a lot. There are some crossover rides at Disney World that are also at Disneyland. So I wasn't as compelled to ride those. This Avatar ride in particular has been getting a lot of news and waves. I think it's, it's the best ride, ride at Walt Disney World. I, was, I don't know when I'm coming back to Walt Disney World. Right. I have no idea. This ride is only at Walt Disney World. If there's one ride that I'm going to ride, it's going to be the ride that I'm not going to be able to ride probably for another 12 years. As Joy likes to quote, that's the next time we're going to go. So what is two and a half hours compared to 12 years? Let's just do it. And she just had a absolute Because I fit. wanted to ride the rides. I just wanted to be. I wanted to go. I, I'm, it's my least favorite thing when I go to Disneyland with somebody and the first thing they want to ride is Space Mountain. I don't understand that because it's always a 90-minute wait. Like almost always, I will say. So I, I get antsy and I like to do my trifecta. I call it the trifecta and that's Pirates of the Caribbean, Indiana Jones and Haunted Mansion. And they're whatever rides, but it's they're Disney. Very average. But they're Disneyland staples. I love them. I love those rides. So I'd rather hit my trifecta and it takes an hour and 15 minutes maybe to do all three of those rides. Then I'm settled. I got some rides in. I'm calm. I can now go wait in the 90-minute line. Cool. Or if you're really smart and you get there early, you just get a fast pass for later in the day. The reality is we stood in two-and-a-half-hour line. We've never stood in two-and-a-half-hour line. No. I didn't enjoy standing in the two-and-a-half-hour line, no. but I thoroughly enjoyed the ride. And now I don't have to ride it again. And after we stood in that two-and-a-half hours, we were able to explore and ride all the other rides that we wanted to do. Yeah. So this big attitude that she caused for no damn reason didn't end up becoming anything. Here's the thing, though. I'm glad that we wrote it, but if I could go back and do it differently, I still would. <laughs> I still would. Okay. I know. It's we, awful. we agree to disagree. We had a good time. It's it's a fun trip. Yeah, it was Disney. It's a just it's a crazy thing to experience. It's like its own city. Yeah, like it has its own transportation system. There's a shuttle everywhere. It's 
it is the most dialed place. I was mm-hmm. just like Disney. And you, you have guys. magic bands. But let me tell you, Disney has your full identity. So you have magic bands, which is connected. Those are connected to your credit card. And you also use them to get into the park. So you, you know, do your little beep to get into the park. And then you also have to do your fingerprint. And they call that your magic finger. Then to go to Disneyland, when you check in, you give them your ticket. They take a, a photo of you. Mm-hmm. So they have your photo. Disney Between the two parks... Are the two locations I should say? They have your photo, your handprint, and your credit card information. Yeah, well, that's, that's just like your iPhone when you yeah. got Apple Pay and right. you have a front-facing camera. It's the same thing. But see, I didn't set up Apple Pay. This is more deliberate. Yeah, it's the, it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the conversation. Telling that, all your information that you have. If people are like, "Oh, you know, I'm not going to do this because I don't want the government to know where I'm at." Stop. Look, guys, let's let's just let's cut the nonsense. Yeah. If you're one of those people who are like, oh, I'm going to do things differently so the government doesn't know where I'm at. If you have a laptop computer and you have a cell phone or some type of smart device, the government knows where you're at. Right. I, it, I, I'm sorry to burst your bubble. And if you think that you're living this super private life off the grid that nobody knows, and if you may be doing that, but you have yeah. no access to the world, no technology, no TV. OK, great. That's you. But I doubt you're listening to this show. So if you're listening <laughs> to this show. And you are one of those people, just chalk it up. Like, it's, it's all good. It's, it's, it is what it is. And we can sit here and fight things I've decided I'm not going to do. I'm not fighting the federal government. That's just, that's not, that's just not on my heart to do. I, I will spark conversation and you know, get people to move and change. And, and if that means we go into federal buildings and you have conversations with leaders, I'm all for that. But I'm not, gonna, I'm not picking a war with the federal government about privacy and whether or not they know what's happening because it, it's already happened. Whether they tell us or not, it's happening. And you just, you just, it is what it is. It, it, your, your phone has a GPS. When you log on your GPS, they know that you are the owner of that phone. And now they got your location. And it just, yeah. Oh, well. Like Sorry. your phone tells you, oh, you're 10 minutes from home. I'm like, how do you know where I live? Or your car is parked on this street. How do you know where I parked? Yeah, like, I did not give you permission to just, lo- store have you ever? It's one of those, like, you ever having a conversation with your friends, and you're in the living room, and you guys bring up a random topic, mm-hmm. or a random subject, or a random brand, and the next thing you know, you're scrolling through your Facebook or Instagram timeline, and you just see this sponsored post that just happens to be on your yes. timeline? I hate that so much. Really? I was like, oh, oh, really? So you just, you're not even going to be secretive anymore. You just gonna, <laughs> yeah. You're just going to throw We're the ad. We're listening to you, yeah. You're just going to throw the ad right there, knowing that I have not Googled this once. Well, I think they're banking on us thinking like, oh, it's pure coincidence. Like, oh, I was thinking of this thing. And, and also... How many things do you think that we're primed for that we don't even know throughout the day? Oh, we could be just super primed. So, of course, we're talking about these brands, and of course, they're popping up. It's crazy. It's all crazy. But, yeah, so I'm sorry to burst your bubble on a, on a Monday, but it is, it is what it is. It's, it's the reality. It's the truth of it all. But, yeah, Disney does have all of your information. But, again, so does Apple and Samsung and whatever else device that you use. Any other large company. That connects it all and, and makes life more accessible and easier and freer to live. The luxury comes at a cost, people. It comes at a cost. Also, for those of you wondering, I think I found a new time hack. They're called cornrows. <laughs> I, I can get ready on time if I have cornrows. If I can just 0% do my hair, I can get ready on time. Which it's, has been an absolute blessing. Yes. Because y'all know how I feel about timeliness. Yes, And Joy just does not care at all about timeliness. I do care. Have I not been on time this whole week? Yes. Okay. It's, and, it's, and even when we hosted our dinner... 
I was super on time. I told you, I tried to tell you, it's my hair. It is my hair that takes me a long time and it takes unpredictable amounts of time because my hair is curly. It doesn't just do what I want it to. I have to finagle it. Sometimes it takes 10 minutes. Other days it's like, this is going to take you 35 minutes and it's going to look worse than when you t- it took you 10 minutes. So here's the, I, I get that. I understand your hair is unpredictable. The problem is, is that you don't allot enough time, period, for any of those errors to happen. So you just I, I, yeah, we're working on it exactly. So we're don't don't blame it. your but hair; it's me, your fault. Let me let me celebrate my time hack. And we decided on a new time compromise, which is: Would you like to explain? No, I don't like to explain <laughs> it because I don't like it. But it is a fair compromise. So yeah, you know, Joy is just habitually late, and I am on time, and I often get irritated every time Joy is late. So what will happen is. About 15 minutes before we're supposed to leave, I can look and know that Joy is still 30 to 45 yes. minutes away from getting It ready. is not that bad. Okay, 30 minutes. Joy's at least 30 minutes 30, a- yeah, away like an additional 15 from, to from getting yeah. ready, and it's 15 minutes before our scheduled departure yes. time. And I instantly get irritated yeah. in that You're moment. You're premeditated mad. Yes, I, I, yes. I, I do have a premeditated anger or upset or frustration because I know that she is going to be late, and I'm, I'm just, I'm irritated. It's just like, damn it, here we are. Like, it's, there's nothing we can do. I'm going to be late, and I emit that frustration. Yes, all and, the negativity <laughs> in my get ready space. And, and Joy's not a fan. So the new compromise is, is I can no longer emit my frustration prior to our <laughs> scheduled departure time. Yes. <laughs> so if we are scheduled to leave at 1 o'clock and... It is 12.50, and I'm ready, and Joy's not ready, and we know that Joy's not going to be ready till 1.15. I am no longer allowed to express my frustration till the actual scheduled departure time yeah. arrives. Because then I have no incentive. Like, the consequences here. You're already mad. What's my incentive? Other than, you know, respect my partner and be on time and all that jazz. Which, and I am trying. I really am. Like I said, I think that you, me having my hair in the cornrows has genuinely helped show you and me like, okay, I'm not ridiculous. I do get ready pretty darn fast. The problem is my hair takes a while. It just takes a while. Um, so yeah, I, I like I like the idea. I like that now it's a challenge for both of us. And you, you I think, will succeed. I mean, <laughs> And hopefully it will help me do better too because you don't understand what that's like when you're trying to get ready and somebody's just angry. And you're over here like I'm. I'm trying to go fast, and then you're just you're mad that they're mad, or you're just trying not to pay attention. It takes energy to deflect somebody's anger. No, it I, just does. I feel you. And it's this weekend, early. this weekend, we were getting ready to go somewhere, but we were waiting for our, our friend to come. Yeah. And Joy was dressed and ready to go, and she's just pacing like, yeah. Oh my gosh! Like <laughs> I understand what you feel. I was yeah. like, yes. Yeah. So imagine how you're feeling right now. I feel every time. single time yeah. that we have to get ready. That is not a comfortable feeling to, to, to be. No, that is frustrating. But yes. that is also why I said you may leave. You could go because it's very annoying. Very annoying. And so I, I, I get it. I was just glad that for the first time, and I think I think forever, that is genuinely the first time. She I've... never was able to experience what I was experiencing. And in that moment, she was like, oh, no, like, I, I don't like this. I was like, yeah, so imagine you have to live with that Yeah, because you you're just ready. You've done all the things you need to do. The only thing that you need to do is leave. That's it. Yeah. And you're just sitting there waiting. So I do understand. 
But I also understand the other side of it where you're scrambling. Because I said, had I had to do my hair and our friend wasn't here yet, I would have been so grateful for the additional time. And I would have been able to say, okay, Justin's not going to be completely just mad at me. I can split the anger between me and this other person. (laughs) Yeah, it would have been good. But I was ready. (laughs) So reckless. That's how I have to think. Like, We almost missed a bus. Well, we did miss a bus. Justin was so mad. Because again, they're late. So at Disney, the shuttles, they run... It's supposed to be at least every every twenty minutes, minutes. fifteen to twenty minutes. This one was about twenty five, and the problem is we had to get back to the resort to get to our airport shuttle, and we didn't know if there was going to be another airport shuttle going out. So it's a bit of it's a bit of a situation. Well, we went to it's a place called Disney Springs, which is like downtown Disney for those of you who know the California location, but better. And so we go there to have lunch, and there's this bakery there that's a vegan bakery. Yes, it's so good. And we had it the night before. And they have this donut and this cupcake that we were both like, yes. So we had decided we're going to have lunch and then we're going to go to this bakery. And I was looking at the time and I knew what time Justin wanted to leave. And I said, you know, we don't have to go to the bakery again. We've already had it. And Justin went, no, we're going to go. So we had the pizza. We went to the bakery. We ran to the bus. No bus was there. So we waited for too long. And after that, Justin's seething. He's see, he's in line, and then he says to me, "I'm at fifteen hundred right now. Don't mess with me." <laughs> I said, "Don't say anything." Yes, this don't is what, say I, anything. I don't like when people just ask stupid, obvious questions. It just further enrages me. Yeah. You see that I am hyper annoyed. Why are you going to ask me? How are you feeling right now? Like, well, like what? I'm just saying. Like you, I just don't understand. No, no, no. no what there's the no. There's no. There's no what. It, it's it's just it it it's so beyond comprehension. It's beyond comprehension. You know exactly what I'm feeling. You understand why are you asking me how I'm feeling? Well, I'm just saying that why feeling that way in general to that extreme is counterproductive. Like there was nothing that anyone could do. It really, it truly was a situation that was out of our hands. And you're just mad, like completely out of our hands. Okay, you cannot like the reason why I'm mad, but don't ask me. How are you feeling when you know I'm? A- well, I was just—I was genuinely going to attempt to allow you to release it, and you did not want any of it. No, I don't want to talk to I, you. I was just I trying didn't to help to you to get in a good place. No, you weren't trying to do anything. Because were- I just think everyone deserves to be happy. <laughs> you were not happy in that moment. I was infuriated, and we yeah. ended up getting there late. And when we pulled up, the the shuttle bus was still there. So we get off the first stop because the resort's complicated. I'll spare you all the details. But we get off the bus and we're running, like literally sprinting to the bus. Like, oh my gosh, we're going to miss our bus. And fortunately, there was a nice gentleman who was driving a van and was like, do you guys need a ride? And ended up giving us a ride and we We fortunately made it to our bus. But I was was enraged. I literally enraged because okay you guys say the buses are going to come every 20 minutes 15 to 20 minutes and it took 30 minutes for this bus to come i think as a rule especially like things that aren't life and death it's gonna end up okay i I told justin i said listen there was no circumstance in which i was going to be stranded in florida 
indefinitely. I was always going to get back home to California. So my stress level is almost at a zero. I will get home eventually. That's a, I mean, that's a great outlook to have. Yeah. I, I don't have that outlook. Yeah, you're just like, plane, cat, bus, good. Like, you know, and again, it's not even like we're There's going systems. on vacation. We just, we're just got to operate on systems. No. And I was ready to go home. So I was not I was not ready for any kind of delays. I was not in the mood. It was out of our hands. It was. but, we, but and, and it we worked made it. out. That's the other thing. And once it, I got on the bus, I was able to release my frustrations. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Switching gears a little bit, last night we had a few friends over unexpectedly, and I always enjoy having good conversations with good people, especially in the season that I'm in right now with you know, transitioning from losing my job at the beginning of the year and now working on starting my own and living in my purpose. Now, last night, just had a few friends over and really enjoyed, had about a five-hour, very, very fruitful conversation about literally everything, race, religion, classism, politics. Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, when the night ended, we sat there and looked up and everyone was like, man, it's 10.30 at night. Everybody had to, you know, has to go to work in the morning. And it was one of those where you just kind of sit back and you're just like, I love the ability and the opportunity just to have stimulating, mind-blowing, growing conversations with like-minded people. It is so important to have those conversations. And I just went to bed full last night. I was like, man, I, I didn't expect I would come off of a great trip from Walt Disney World or just being big kids and then be able to come in on Sunday night and just have a genuine, open, and honest, vulnerable conversation about the state of affairs and as well as the, what's going on in our, in our personal lives was amazing. So shout out to all those people who were with us last night and engaging in that conversation. Um, but it just it goes back to you know everything that we've just been talking about with you know the people that you have in your life and and the importance of of being around like minded people who can grow you, who challenge you, who make you better. Mm-hmm. It, it's gosh, it's so important. I agree that it's important to have people that are like minded around you, but I also think that it's important to people have people around you that don't think the same way you do. I think they should be as elevated, right? Like you don't want to entertain ignorant conversations, but I I think it's also nice to have a different point of view that challenges your point of view and then you can have an intellectual conversation about it. Yes, and that's what I meant by like-minded. You are on a plane which you guys are seeking the same destination. You're challenging the norms and, and your questions or challenges may be different than everyone else in the room, but you are... Elevating a conversation and getting other people to think. So that's what I meant by like-minded. Because no, you shouldn't just have the same friends who... (laughs) We all agree. We all say the same thing. We agree the same way. Because again, there's no growth that happens. That's the the beauty of of diversity and have diversity of thought, diversity of religions, diversity of sexes. It it all helps to have that. Mm -hmm. So no, I don't... don't, When I say like-minded, it was not... You know, we're all robots and we think agree the same. But just have those people around you that can elevate... You know your mind and, and force you to think, and it, it was just. It, it, I enjoy that with having those conversations with, with friends, you know. But this one was just a little bit different because there was two people who were in the room that we didn't know as well. They were a friend of our friend, but just the, the level of closeness we were able to exhibit simply by being in the room and having that conversation. And they said it just forces you to go back at night and, and, and get into your thoughts. Like, man, like when I'm sitting there writing in my journal, I was like, man, my heart is full. <laughs> and, and, and you left and you just wanted to, to do more. And a, and a lot of the conversation that we talked about was 
was race relations and race, race matters, you know, in the country. And a big point that we talked about is, well, I do believe that these conversations happen in a lot of households, particularly black relationships, black friendships. We talk about relations, race relations and how we can live and do better. Uh, but our biggest you know, challenge was, and collectively we said it is, you know, how do you take this conversation and then move it into action? Right. And I think that's been a, a struggle of, of, of mine personally and a struggle of people I've known you know, too. It's like, okay, we have these great ideas. We have these thoughts and we want to see and promote change. But when it comes time to actually promoting that change, we kind of just sit there and waiting for somebody else to push the envelope forward and then we hop on. Right. And I think it's important too to realize that the change that we need, it's no small thing. It is a very large burden to bear. And at the same time, when you're trying to inspire and create change, you're also trying to survive and maybe try to figure out how to enjoy your life, the life that you've been given along the way. It is a lot of work. So I think that when we're trying to think about how we can get organized, where we have all those things in mind. Our sole purpose in life isn't the cause. And, you know, and we were also talking about different levels of privilege, especially within the black community, where we are in a position of privilege. 100%. Um, we grew up. Well, I would say black middle class. I don't know. Do we grow up actual middle class? Yeah, no, I was black, definitely black middle class. <laughs> yeah. So, and, you know, in the suburbs, had access to good education, went to college. We now, you know, live in a city where we're, we don't have to be fearful for the most part. Um, we, so, our responsibility being in this level of privilege is greater than somebody who's just, you know, maybe they didn't have any of those things and just trying to get by. Maybe they're balancing multiple jobs, trying to support their Brothers family. And sisters. Brother, exactly. They're raising their family that they didn't even give birth to. So those people don't have as much of a responsibility. They need to just survive. That was another part of the conversation that I really enjoyed. Yeah, well, I mean, we all we all have roles in life, and mm-hmm. and there's there's people who are those who spark the conversation, who write the articles, who hop on podcasts or interviews, and are constantly bringing to light the issues that are happening around the world or within a specific community. And then there's a, there are the people who are the change makers, the ones who are actually in the streets, the ones who are knocking on, on doors, the ones mm-hmm. who are calling the politicians and, and demanding and seeking change. And there, there's room for both, but you need both. Uh, but I, I think what I'm starting to realize, which is a scary thing, is I think my job is to be one of those people who are out there. Like, yes, I'm the person who's also supposed to be talking, but I'm also the person that needs to create change. Mm-hmm. And that's a, you know, while we were having this conversation last night, you know, it kind of hit me. And I was just like, man, like, Jay, you might have more on your plate than you expected, young buck. Yeah. And it's, it's an exciting thing to experience while you're having that conversation. But again, it's also very scary to realize, like, okay, like, you have to be the person that's going to make a change. Like, you can't just be the person that's going to sit and talk. And I don't say that everyone, you know, everyone's not called to that. I, I don't think that everyone is, is called to create change. There are people who are, who are sparking change, but they're not the ones who are actually lighting the flame and saying, okay, let's, let's, let's go. And, and, and I realized 
just over these you know past few weeks as as my life has been really unfolding in a lot of different ways is that oh you know I, I have a a higher calling to to move and actually create the change and be the voice of change and and I don't know necessarily what that change is going to look like uh, it could manifest itself in a variety of ways but it was a a a newfound light or knowledge that I discovered about myself. And that's the whole thing of I'm, I'm going to live and walk actively in my purpose. It is time. I'm ready. And, and, and also, in part of walking actively in your purpose, what I've also realized is I've been a selfish person a lot of my life. I've just, I've done things with, with my own personal goals and intentions behind it. I, I have. I, I can admit that. I was a selfish person a lot of, of life. And I would argue that a lot of us are selfish and we yeah. put our, our own ideas and ideologies and well-being first. Um, and I will not, and I, and I, but I want to clarify something, is yes, and being selfish uh, it, and not being selfish is still important to prioritize you and make sure you are your best self mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically. And that's not a selfish no. act. That is self-concern. That is a completely being self-concerned so you can be the best for other people. But exactly. I, but what I've realized is that there's no benefit that we get from life living this life serving ourselves. Mm-mm. And it took me a long time to understand that. When I say a long time, like 28 years, damn near 29 <laughs> years, to understand that. And when I was transitioning out and saying I was ready to walk in my purpose, what I realized is that I've been living a life serving me. You know, finding a job that will allow you know, me the income to have the material things in life that I want to have or be able to have a conversation with someone and say, oh, he has a good job or he's doing very well for himself. You know, doing the, you know, moving through the world with my focus on this, with profit or money so I can be fulfilled from a materialistic standpoint on a, to look and say, okay, he, he did well. But now I look back and say, that's just... That's not it. It's that I'm, I'm, I want to live my life serving other people. Mm-hmm. And yes, by serving other people, you can reap a lot of success too. And that's okay. Right. But I, I, I'm shifting my focus. And this is just not, it's not about me. Life is not about us. Like it's, it's, it's really not. And I finally get from all the great teachers and all the great yeah, servers out there that, who've yeah. lived life from the religious leaders to, to the, the demonstrators who, who've, who've dedicated their life to service. And they say, this is what life's about. I'm like, yeah, 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 that's all about you. But now I finally understand like, what it means to live a life that's beyond you. Yeah. I get it. Well, I think that's why I'm so passionate about wellness, about personal wellness, because I, I know that you cannot serve others if you are not the best version of yourself. You, not possible. You can't because you don't have it to give. So that's why I say take care of yourself first so that you can take care of others. I, I, I know it firsthand and, and I'm still figuring it out. I'm still figuring it out. But a, a huge reason as to why I want to tap into my gifts is yes, so that I know what I'm supposed to be doing for the world and, and because I want to serve. I want to spread my light. This little light of mine. Hey, I'm, I'm going to let, let it shine. shine. That's, that's what I want. And that, that's what I want for and from everyone. I want everyone to live in their purpose and in their light and to give to this world because that is why we're, we're here, each and every one of us. And so many of us are doing the exact opposite of that. 
we're self-serving. Mm-hmm. And that's the reality. And, I've, and I'm, I've been so guilty yeah. of it. And I didn't even realize it because it, this is it's the way society, is, society. Is, yeah. is structured. Is we just blindly follow society's mm-hmm. norms. And we don't question much of anything because we're just operating in our individual silos and just trying to do as best as we can. And when you're just trying to do as best as you can, oftentimes you don't question the structures in which you operate. Mm-hmm. You just go. Right. And I, I'm just realizing, you know, and like I said, over these past few weeks, and just understanding that life is just so much bigger than ourselves. And we know that. I would argue that most socially conscious and aware people know that life is bigger than ourselves, but we don't know how to live that way because we are so concerned with ourselves. And that's a, and, and it's a tricky balance. And again, everyone's calling and, and road to you know down their life or their purpose in life is very different. But I, I know in my heart that I've been called to serve and I can't wait to continue to serve individuals throughout this platform when i start you know booking my own speaking gigs but I'm, I'm, I'm just i'm ready to serve i'm ready to walk in purpose and live in purpose and i just understand that life is so much bigger than us yeah so and i think bigger. everyone's called to serve in a different way so you may feel called to serve in a political way or just in a social way i just want to spread joy that's <laughs> that's right like i just want to figure out how to make everyone a little happier that's what I believe my purpose is in life. And that actually was unlocked for me this vacation, that my purpose is joy, my name. <laughs> That's my purpose, is give everyone just a little bit of joy. And it's interesting because I think I are, have already done that. Even when I meet people, like, oh, you're such a joy, or you made my day, whatever. So, and, I, and I haven't even tried that hard. So now I want to try. I want to think of projects to bring people closer to just pure elation. It's, it's wonderful to be alive. It's really, really wonderful. And one thing I'll give credit to this change that we've experienced over the past year, it really started with our diet change. And I know you guys are like, oh, here they go again. Yeah, we've gone a couple episodes without mentioning it, though. Yeah, but I, <laughs> but I, I, I really, in, in all seriousness, is mm-hmm. when we changed our diet and, and went to a predominantly plant-based vegan diet starting in February and March of last year, it... it Open your eyes to a new level of awareness and realizing how much our everyday activities are centered around food. Mm-hmm. And because we switched our diet, naturally we stopped drinking as much because you just can't hold anything because <laughs> there's there's nothing to absorb. You guys, in your you get body. drunk so fast, so quick, so fast. You're a cheap date though. You are a, yeah. a very cheap date. Yeah. So naturally, we don't drink as much. We still drink, have a good time occasionally, but we we switched the the, the, the diet. And then we removed alcohol from a lot of the equations. And what you realized is so much of our society's interactions or our social interactions are based on food and And alcohol. alcohol. And when you can't participate in the food that everyone else is participating and you're not participating in the drinks that everyone else is drinking, Mm -hmm. you naturally just pull back and you look at things a little differently. Mm-hmm. And that is what I've noticed in our life is, okay, we've had to question how we move socially through just by changing our diet and by not drinking as much. Our social experiences have naturally changed. And now from there, we have started to look and pull back and question all the other systems in which we operate. Okay, so we're in this job. How are we How are we? How are we? doing in this job is it serving us is this what we're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. okay maybe not or how about our this friendships how are these friendships serving me well how about our relationships how are relationships serving me or more am i living in my purpose i have never 
had these conversations with myself. I would always say uh, I was not creative. I didn't have any creative ideas. I've said it for the longest of time. And over the past year, I've had more creative (laughs) ideas than I've ever had in my past 28 years of living. And do I say, oh, this is all because I changed my diet? No. It just forced It was the catalyst. It was the catalyst. It just forces you to change your perspective. Mm -hmm. It's like when you are a privileged person and you get to view the lens of someone who is less fortunate than you and you get to walk in their shoes, your perspective changes. You're just like, man, I didn't realize that this is how some people are living. And people have those aha moments. Mm -hmm. And because you have that aha moment, you then change and live your life a little bit differently. And Changing our diet was the catalyst to looking at life a little bit differently. You start to realize how many systems are just fed to you and that you just blindly accept. I see people blindly accepting the meals they're given, the drinks they're given. What people do for fun, they eat and they drink. Really just kind of look up and think, what do I do with my friends other than eat and drink? And if you don't have an answer, <laughs> you, don't. you need to start to elevate your situation, start having the deep conversations, and not just when you're drunk. That's the other thing you start to realize is that people only start talking a certain way once their guards are completely down, they're inebriated. You're like, why can I only have this conversation if everyone's jacked up? It's, it's absurd. Or even consumerism. You really start to realize how many shopping places there. There's so many places to shop and eat. <laughs> and then people will spend a whole day doing it. They spend a whole day shopping and eating. What? A whole day. It's so true. And you know, you can see we're not sitting here and saying, "Oh, you need to change your diet to be no. able to, to question." No. And there's no judgment these. either. No. Yeah. Every, everyone yeah. everyone we were doing it. Yeah, yeah. Everyone does the lives the way they they want to live. I will just say it's it's been amazing to be on the other side of having a catalyst that has forced you to question the roles in which society operates. Mm -hmm. And whatever that aha, that catalyst moment is for you, I don't know what it is. Again, it could be traveling the world and and, and going to a third world country and seeing something that you've never saw or going to an inner city within your suburb or within your Mm -hmm. county and realizing that people are living a certain way. I don't know what that aha moment is, but I can say when you have that aha moment and you pull back, the veil is removed from your eyes, you just realize, okay, this is... It's not how I really want to live my life. No. And I'm going to start questioning things and, and doors will start to open and your soul just gets fed. Yeah. And my soul is being fed right now. It's really like the Matrix. <laughs> We've been unplugged from the Matrix. Now we're just like, oh, okay. So this is the world. <laughs> it's interesting. And like you were saying, you, we've been blindly living in it in the moment that you see everything for what it is. It sparks something in you to want to be better for everybody else so that you can help be the change you want to see in the world. So keeping true with all the messages that we've, we've started 2018 with is we just encourage all of you guys to, to walk and live in your purpose. And if you are not walking and living in your purpose, to question those, those ideas or those practices and, and find out, am, am I not living as fruitful of a life as I want to live? And how can I live as fruitful of a life? And that doesn't, also, doesn't necessarily mean that you quit your job and you go rogue or that you become a business owner. We all have different, we've been called for different things. But you know, our challenge is, is to continue to question mm-hmm. your state of, of, of being. And if it's not where you want to be, then actively make the changes in your life that you need to, to ensure that you're living a fulfilling life. Yeah, don't just blindly go along with what you're given. Don't. And again, so that's another thing that I've learned with veganism. When we 
would go places, you just eat what people give you, right? You, you go to a barbecue, whether you like the hot links or not, you're like, it's a hot link, I'm gonna eat it. You just kind of eat what you're fed. And it's a metaphor for life. Don't just eat what somebody gives you. Don't think, okay, well, this will do. It's not exactly what I would choose to eat right now, but it's what it, what's available. Go after what you actually want. Because I think that whatever that is inside of you is your true guidance system. That's what you are supposed to be doing. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Married Millennials. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and of course, share it with your friends. And as always, let's get the conversation going online. You can head over to our website, lovejays.com, and you will see all of our social media icons right there at the top of the page. And don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We greatly appreciate it. We love you guys, and we'll see you next Tuesday.